Hello there, and welcome to a special six-part season of Three and a Half Gentlemen. Usually, we're the podcast where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of movies for our private collections, while one of us tries desperately to keep up. But for the next six weeks, we will be diving into the show, premiering on Disney+. Plus. We'll still let you decide which host is the half, so sit back and relax and join me as always <laughs> with my special co-hosts, Jeremiah. So uncivilized. <laughs> Eddie. Leia <laughs> and Brandon. Sean, you were my brother. You're supposed to be the force of the darkness. <laughs> I got the higher ground. <laughs> just like normal, we'll answer the yeah. core question of our podcast. How many drinks does it take to get through the episode we've just watched? Therefore, each episode will have its own individual score. At the end of the six episode season, we'll combine the scores and divide by the six to give us a series score. We'll rate the episode based on a scale of zero to five, zero being the perfect episode that you can watch Stone Cold Sober, and five being the sort of episode that makes you want to take the low ground just so your opponent will lightsaber your legs off quickly. Yeah, he's still holding the grudge for that. <laughs> I mean, Bro, his whole that. body is tore up because of Obi-Wan. So, of course, he's a little mad. And Jeremy, he even, yeah. for this first episode of the series, we want to take a moment and share the host's expectations, first impressions of the Star Wars universe, and additionally, the weight of this entry has in the Star Wars saga at large. So, regarding to that, we were just hoping, please let this be better than Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That I, the saw, first please, thing. Please. I, I saw a meme today that said, it's true. Obi-Wan Kenobi, of course it's about me. I'm the name of the show. And it was like, because Bubba Fett was about Bubba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, we can all, uh, yeah, I think we can all agree that when we first, oh, when man. we think about the prequels, we think of Ian McGregor and we just have a very, um, he's very close to our hearts of his uh, performance. I think of Jar Jar Binks, bro. <laughs> Misa don't like him. Misa don't like him at all. You would, you would say that, Brandon. Yeah. I know. It's, man. It's funny. So cool. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm, I don't want to ruin my, my impression later on in my vote, but this is the best thing that the Star Wars universe has done oh, since. Of all the things that I've. I've wow. First impression, to, though. First impression. Yeah. Right. Though. Of all the things. Yeah. <laughs> Of all no, the things that I've looked forward to in the Star Wars universe, though, this is the one that I was kind of most holding my breath for because, number one, I love Ewan McGregor. Number two, I was really looking forward to seeing what happened to this character in between episode three and then when we see him as an old man. There's such a, a storyline there that, that has to be told. And yeah. uh, I was really looking forward to this and to hear that Hayden Christensen was coming back and that Jimmy Smith was coming back and all these great actors were coming back. I was like, you know what? This is yeah, let's just go. Let's fucking go. Flea was good. <laughs> Eddie, what was your first impression? So Flea I was, was great. Uh, a little worried if Disney was gonna, you know, tamper the tamper the uh, show again, like how you know Boba Fett was tampered with. It seemed like you know making it all like like it was a theme park ride in Boba Fett. Um, <laughs> I, so I was really impressed, though, right off the bat with the darkness of the show. Uh, it made it feel like okay. It was it was reassuring that okay we're, we're, it's a little bit it's not it's yeah. a little bit more not so happy girl friendly like Boba Fett was and so I, I was I was really looking forward to the Twizzlers because yeah. I know those guys have been on off the grid yeah, well, of Star Wars universe since now. Well, I mean, freaking starting with Order sixty six yes. was just yeah. the perfect yeah, exactly. no, 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 right? Off. Even the the, the the Anakin uh, friendship, yeah. Obi Wan friendship, how they left off with that. I actually like the. This is mm-hmm. the first episode you got yeah, to see it's where good. it's the Tatakar, you know, uh, um, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and mm-hmm. then they did like this whole kind of recap of like 
of like Obi-Wan's story and whatnot. And I just love that for yeah. some reason. I was like, oh shit. But wasn't it amazing? That recap, honest to God, made the <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was. I, I, I was know like, my God, this is the best I, thing I know, I've seen. I know we've shat on, on, on the. Uh, Liam Neeson, uh, man. Oh, I was God. like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, we we, we right. we're, we're the Jesus first people Christ. to jump on the bandwagon of the of the opening trilogy. The the uh, episode one, two, and three are shitty, but at the end of the day, there are such good elements from those movies uh, that it was really nice to see that they highlighted the good parts and they brought in like my favorite is uh, mm-hmm. the, in the in the preview that Jeremiah was just talking about. It's where. Obi-Wan jumps in the speeder in episode two, Attack of the Clones, and they cut out, they yeah, cut they, out the shitty line and that. they left the good line. And I'm like, boom, that's what they're doing here. Nope. <laughs> well, weren't you yeah. expecting him to start talking about Sam? That's, I, mean, I, was I, I like how you, Brandon, you said that. Like After watching that whole like recap, you're like, Wow, the one, two, and three was really good movies. And you know, there and I have to say things. this, dude. You know, f these people like, oh, you bash one, two, and three. You know, fuck you guys. We lived through one, two, and three. We yes, had to we go did. through that, dude. Yes, so you know what? The only reason why we have like a great feeling of it is because they were able to build more stories from one, two, three, like the Clone Wars. And, and I was gonna say, and I will say this: the Clone Wars yeah. television show makes you look at the at the prequel trilogy with new light and it is so much better through that lens the other thing that will change your view is uh there was a star wars behind the scenes that disney released about the mandalorian and dave filoni does a legit 10 minute dissertation on why the prequel (laughs) trilogy is so important and it's like after you hear him talk like well, fuck! I don't even care about Jar Jar Binks. That shit was—it makes everything amazing. He makes you a believer. He makes you a believer. Like, oh yeah, they were good. Yeah. You know, yeah. Never, never did I feel if the intro. I felt like the story was going to be predictable. Like, I felt like, like it kind of threw me off, especially with Leia. Man, I might be jumping ahead, but I was like, oh. I thought this yeah. strictly was about Luke. I was not expecting Leia all in this. Series. That was amazing, actually, and I actually thought she stole like the episodes. You know, when well, that you think was episode that. two. So let's wait episode for that. Two, yeah. <laughs> wait, it was, wait, it was not episode wait, one. Wait, wait, uh, a little one. A little just, one. If you're listening out there, it's because we both watched. We all watched episode well, one and two yeah. the same so, day. So I want to talk. Let's talk Sorry, about the order. Let's talk about Order sixty six. I want to talk about Order 66, specifically how all yeah. the st- all the great stories are coming off of that one moment. So you've got Cad or uh, Caden Dune. You've got Caden Dune. Was that his name? Uh, from, Freddie uh, Prince Jr. The- Rebels. Oh, oh, um, yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, yeah. I- so, yeah. So you, what I'm saying is, no, Caden. I was pretty sure. Caden. Anyway, yeah, Caden. Um, I well, you have all these stories coming off of. The Order 66 with the younglings and all these Jedi who are spread across the galaxy now. And you, you have the same line that's been parroted and, 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 uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi even says it. The Jedi are dead. Stop, you know, stop looking for the Jedi. The Jedi are dead, but come to find out they might not be as dead as we think they were. Number one. And number two, you've got what Eddie was saying about the Inquisitors. You've got this group of people sent out into the galaxy to hunt them. This is not a Skywalker story. This is a fucking Jedi versus Empire story, and that yes. is so compelling. I thought yes. the direction for it was that. so good. By the way, just how it just it felt like it was like the perfect blend of the prequel movies and the original stories, where they actually brought this kind of like a like a Star Wars type of a, a New Hope vibe, where you just see this violence right off the bat. And it's, you're like, whoa, those are clone troopers. Whoa. 
you're seeing a whole different side of like the whole execute 66 and it, it kind of foreshadows like whoa is one of the inquisitors was that one of the um young, young, young yeah yeah the kids they did they, yeah. they said that some of them that some of them you know they turned to the dark sides. side yeah they turned to the dark side i mean they were pretty much yeah being hunted, some of the so jedi like, did yeah Yep. But listen, well, you know what I want to do? I want to I want to go ahead and uh and read my part in the script. Oh, sorry, uh, yeah. Go ahead. We talk we we you know what? They start with ep- with with uh 66. Like we start with 66. And then we talk about tonight we have the pilot or premiere episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. According to IMDb and indeed the only real description we have of the show before we watched it, here it is. Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi watches over young Luke Skywalker and evades the Empire's elite Jedi hunters during his exile on the desert planet Tatooine. Now, with all that being said, I just want to go ahead and say that um, what I liked so much about this show is that it, it tampered with the darker elements of storytelling, right? We start with the Order 66 and we get into some really, really shitty good shittiness for the Jedi, right? I mean, we've got the hanging body of a Jedi. I mean, that's, that's stuff we haven't really seen <laughs> in Boba Fett, but what we also have is, is still that sense of humor that I think is the reason why so many people love episodes four five and six, right? Is it didn't take itself so fucking seriously that it's still allowed for us to say, this is just a fun kind of wild ride to just kind of go along with these characters. And I just, I love that about this particular episode. Um, and it was just, it was just fun, you know? And I, I think that that's what, what we have been missing, um, since to me, Rogue One, I mean, I like the Mandalorian. I hated Boba Fett, but even in Mandalorian, I think we were missing a whole lot of mm-hmm. the, what makes Star Wars, Star Wars and Star Wars is Star Wars because it's fun. It's not taking itself mm-hmm. so freaking seriously. I mean, um, I know I'm going to shit on one of Sean's, you know, loves, but that's kind of the difference between Star Trek and Star Wars. Star Wars is for fun, right? And I mean, that's what we've been missing in so many of the, you know, the, 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 the last trilogy that J.J. Abrams, you know, directed trilogies. We just missed a lot of that fun. And we finally got that back with with Obi-Wan. I I mean, it's a character that we love so much and it's Ewan McGregor. And honestly, the moment he gets on screen and the moment he has this dialogue, it's just, it's magic. It's so magic. You're just like, oh my God. He's like, it's so wonderful when you it hear is. him, like, you know, when that whole little, like, uh, that little thing between him and the Jawa and everything like that. I thought that was the yeah. well, one parts at least. Yes. He's clean up. <laughs> That's the humor. And you, you almost also see, like, he is not using the force at all. Like, no, he's, he's not. not, like, at all, which right. I like because he's, like, well, it, it makes you seem like he's really stopped being the Jedi. There were two things. There, hold on. There yeah. were two things about this uh, this this episode, and what I'm going to perceive as the theme for the season, which is Jedi redemption. O- Obi Wan realizing that he's he's worthy of being a Jedi. But my problem, not my problem, but the, what I'm so fascinating is that his relationship with Anakin was like what you said in the opening little little riff. He is your brother. The, they were brothers, and. Uh, it's like right. such an opportunity that was missed in the prequel trilogy to forge that brotherhood. And I know they tried to do it and it, you know, it just didn't work like we wanted it to, but what a, a wonderful way to revisit this because they really were brothers. They were like the almost the same age. They were, they were, they lived in battle. They died to, in battle. And what I was thinking about in episode three, um, Palpatine tries to get Anakin to leave the ship without Obi-Wan. 
And he says his fate will be the same as our own. Horrible line, not a great moment, but it's like that is the sentiment that this show is built on is that Obi-Wan and Anakin were the deepest of brothers. And that, mm-hmm. that his betrayal of the Jedi Order, his killing of the younglings, his his transformation to the dark side was it actually took away Obi-Wan's sense of self and who he was as a Jedi. And uh, you you also look at yeah. episode one with episode one. You you start seeing after watching episode two, you realize oh, Obi Wan still thinks Anakin died. Like he has no, he doesn't know Anakin is alive still. So you start seeing he has nightmares of of like yeah. everything happening. It's like it's he has this trauma. That was episode one. Episode two is a little bit different. But yeah, I mean, go on, Brandon. Yeah. So now I was actually talking to somebody who else who who is a Star Wars geek. Um, and, and I, he was asking what I thought of it. And this was, you know, a couple hours ago. And I said, it was really tough. And this is my one thing that I know you guys are going to probably hate me about, but it's hard because I think all of us have, have developed a sense of who Obi-Wan is in this interim time. Um, you know, for me, like I want my Obi-Wan to be a hermit that lives by himself and doesn't, you know, communicate with anybody else. And so, it was weird seeing Obi-Wan participating like in society, having a job, right? um, <laughs> having a job working. That, and I'm going to be honest, like that one, it, I'm not going to say it, it hurt my view of this show. I think it's an interesting thing. Do I like it? Not really. Right. And I just kind of want to throw this out to you guys. Did you, did you like him being, you know, like not the hermit that everybody was afraid of because nobody knew who he was. I mean, here he is working with other people. I think he was pretty much a hermit. I mean, he was pretty much or is living, it just me. No, it was. I think part of it is just you, but I think part of it is 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 real. He is a hermit. He's living alone. He's got to make a living. He's got to have food. But what he, yeah. What what I think was very interesting is that you sh- you showed his methodology of life: checking the sensors, constantly staying in the shadows. Going into his little, you know, he didn't live in a, in, in the same kind of place he lived in the, um, Star Wars. In New Hope. But at the same time, you had this sense that he was definitely off the radar. And then when he was confronted with that Jedi, you know, that youngling, it was almost like he's, what he's doing here on Tatooine is bigger than the other Jedi. So get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck off my territory. Yeah. I actually think it's really sad regarding yeah. to what his, um, how we see him, you know, he's cut off. And he's actually cut himself away from the Force. He doesn't want nothing to do with anything that's related mm-hmm. to the Jedi religion or the Jedi where he where he's come from. He buries his lightsaber. He buries himself when you think about it with uh, with Anakin's lightsaber as well. And it's it's most like humbling experience. You see this man just a shell of a man trying to just you know, find some type of a a reason and whatnot. I actually didn't mind him like having a job. He was just trying to survive and eat and everything like that. I like mm. him that he was staying in the shadows most of the time. It wasn't just like him walking around with a smile yeah. with a fucking helmet up, <laughs> like Bubba Fett, you know, just like. Yeah. No, you're, you're right there. For I, sure. I, I, I do think the end of yeah. this series, you're going to find Obi-Wan goes back into hiding again because something's going to happen. He's like, shoot, I, like, I have to like, Go back into hiding hardcore even more. Like something's that happened where, you know, he, cause I do like though, like I, I had questions with Obi-Wan myself. So I'm liking the, the, the twist that they're doing because I was just thinking in my head's like, like what, what, after watching New Hope, like what's, what's this guy been doing the whole 25 years, right? Like how mm-hmm. he was, you know, obviously different yeah. actors. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, so I, I do, I, I like how he's almost yeah. like out of shape too. 
Like, yeah. He's a little out of shape. <laughs> it makes me laugh a little bit. But I he's also vulnerable, yeah. man. I mean, that scene when he like wakes up and he's like kind of like, just asking for help from Qui-Gon. And you're like, oh, shit. Are you going to see Qui-Gon? Is he going to be in this fucking series or something like that? See Liam Nelson? I mean, like that would be the best thing ever. But you see him just reaching out for help. But he doesn't know how to help himself. He's lost. He's, yeah. He's lost himself. And you, you get a lost Obi-Wan to his early stages of being, you know, hidden. He knows right. one job is to, to protect yeah. Luke. And, you know, he doesn't really have the best relationship with Uncle Owen, right? <laughs> no, dude. Uncle Owen hates Jedi. He hates Jedi. Which I love because that was something we have since yeah. episode four, right? Since New Hope, we have this absolute disdain for for it. And, I, I mean, it's because, you know, he saw what it did to Anakin. Absolutely. But more than anything, it's about this protection of Luke. And I mean, we got to we got to talk about the, the one time we see Luke here, and he's awesome. mirroring Anakin, and Chilled. just how yeah. fucking perfect that was. I I literally, and then I wasn't. You guys said this earlier, but I wasn't expecting to see Leia. Yeah. Um, and to see her there, and to see, <laughs> you know, this relationship yeah. building between. Just these different characters. I mean, I mean, we've been waiting for Luke and Leia to have their own moment. And I mean, I don't care if we never see them again in the rest of the, uh, the series, even though I think we will. I know we will. Uh, just seeing Luke and seeing Leia right there. It was there, amazing to see was, like was one of them, like, you know, daydreaming to be a pilot. And then you see like, you know, Princess Leia, she has like this fearless being a natural leader. You know, she's a rebel in a lot of ways. It's so amazing to see yeah. both of their, like they're, they're far away from each other, but they're so connected in a lot of ways. What do you guys think about on Tatooine when the uh, Inquisitor's ship landed and you have the three step out and they're just walking through, you know, you have the third sister, the Grand the grand Inquisitor, the Grand, right? And then you have another one with the, yeah. I, I, I don't want to say, hey. but like he has the helmet and he's the Asian one, I guess you can say. But like there's three of them. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're badass. I mean, because you can see the third sister, she is really dark, man. She was talking of Owen almost killed owen i thought it's like oh owen's dead like yeah. i mean i had to realize oh wait owen doesn't die here yeah <laughs> and it made me forget like owen dies yeah episode four <laughs> now the, the, sean let me ask you something uh i'm gonna get myself a little ahead of the game when going to episode but the grand inquisitor right and the rebels he's alive right or is this just a whole brand new one here well What's so your point? so okay, the same so- one First, well, no, no, no it's not. <laughs> this is the so same face, same Rebels, weapon. Rebels takes place after, in my opinion, takes place after uh, this this show. Yes. Only, and the only reason I, I say that is because in order for the character, the titular character, to be the age he is in that show, uh, Caleb Dune, he's in like 25 years old. It's only been 10 years since... The fall of uh, the fall of Anakin. Okay, so since he became Darth Vader, since he killed the younglings, that would make Caleb Dune only fifteen years old. I don't know how how old the younglings were. We really don't know how old he was, and we did see him at the beginning of um, Bubba Fett. So I'm going to assume in the world of Obi Wan that the Grand Inquisitor that we see in um, in Rebels is yeah. is different than the one we see in Obi Wan. So he As is different. Okay, he's replaced. But that's not. I mean, I. I. What am I know? I'm. I'm a stupid podcast host. I have no nothing. But <laughs> uh, I. I get the impression he is. He is the host. Did you hear that? After the uh, after episode two, I'm convinced that it is. A, he's going to be replaced because he was played by Jason Isaacs in uh, 
in Rebels, and it was yeah. it was fantastic. I was hoping that he because this guy was more thicker in the the, the cheats. Yeah. I thought like the one was more skinnier, like really skinny. So I'm hoping that there's a one that's a look like maybe the the brother or something. Because I wasn't expecting this is the jump in the head, but I wasn't expecting someone to you know. Well, okay. don't, don't go there. That's a whole other episode. episode. Well, what do you guys think about uh, the uh, seeing Flea? My mm. God, I love wait, wait, what's Flea. up? Fucking red, red Flea, hot chili bro. peppers. The one that's uh, like secretly like. Dude, I'm not gonna lie, dude. Flea. He was really good and creepy in this. I was like, Damn, he was good. Flea. I enjoyed him. Yeah. The dude can act. Yeah, no, sorry, he I can no, act. No, actually, take, take us I, I do think. Uh, I think it's funny though. You get more tattooing experiences than than I remembered. Like overall, like you got to see the work with Obi Wan, and he was taking little pieces of meat and he's feeding. It was a very simple life, very almost depressing. With like he had, he was the man, the myth. And then <laughs> I didn't like though. There was a part of episode one I didn't like. I'm trying to remember it. Um, it wasn't all glamour for me. There was little parts I felt like it was a little slow at, uh, towards the end. Okay, so we'll go back to the beginning because it's another part that I thought was just kind of a little bit silly, dumb. Was the very, very beginning when we the opening scene in the bar or saloon or whatever, where we have the Jedi just like easily escapes. And I no, know, easily no, by he Jedi easily standards. escaped. He easily no, fucking escaped. That, was, easily, right? that, that was, was my criticism is dumb. why the fuck isn't this okay. Jedi using his lightsaber? Like you, it's established Not later that he it. has, he has a lightsaber because he I showed know, but, Obi-Wan yeah. the lightsaber. And I'm like, okay, so you either, see the bar and, with lightsaber scars. I'm like, you know, uh, <laughs> right. I, think, I think he's a very like, very yeah. uh, beginner Jedi, and this is when you think like, okay, some of these Jedi's are not fully Jedi, untrained, more like right. apprentices, untrained, Un- untrained. Here, no, here, yeah, here's yeah. the thing that I think Eddie's right. It, it's it's drags a little bit. It's a little slow. It's got a little world building that I don't know if is necessary because at this point we've seen Tatooine a gazillion times. But at the yeah. end of the day, I think that you're building up to the angst that Obi Wan has and showing him alone on his camel showing him showing his daily routine does create this concept that he has closed away the force he's buried his lightsabers he's no longer considering himself a jedi he turns down he loved anakin he loved padme he turned down the opportunity to go save leia i know we're skipping ahead but it just shows you his that's it. His character is just heartbroken. Like it, he's he's nothing, and the only thing he has left is to watch from afar as Luke grows old and or Luke grows up, and to try and make that life a little better. And I thought the the fact that he built that um little you know ship and tried to give it to Luke and his conflict with Owen, I know that was slow and it just kind of just drug on. But I think it's necessary for setting up the something. relationship. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that yeah. was perfect because that was the T the T16 Sky uh hopper plane thing that this Luke has on 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 A New Hope when he's in in the when the droids are getting clean and everything like that. And he's playing his toys. That yeah. was him actually. That that was Obi Wan giving him that toy. And I love that Owen's just like like he doesn't want him to be anything else he wants him to be a farmer he doesn't want any like you know uh uh distractions or any type of influence and that's why he throws it on the ground but it's it's not just distractions but, though it's he exactly wants his safety safe. i yeah. mean owen gets a bad rap i think a lot of the well, time but he he really cares about that kid you know and i think that's something well, we when, gotta when, we when gotta he stands up to the inquisitors for. and obi-wan says you know yeah. thank you he goes that wasn't for you that was <laughs> yeah. you know, clear, that wasn't for you my right. that was for the kid <laughs> 
Yeah. So I actually, yeah. I actually like Owen as an actor. I don't know if all of you do, but I mean, I thought he would. Be, he's oh, fucking great, dude. He's awesome, awesome, dude. Like, I, I, I thought he's the perfect Owen yeah. in this, and I'm hoping we get a little bit more of him. Sean does not uh, like. I him. do like how he stood up with. He also stood up to Obi Wan. Like, hey, I'm family, dude. I know you're supposed to be training him, but you messed up. Like how you messed that quote that he said about ooh, like how the you father. His father yeah. Who was like ooh. low blow, man. Low blow. So, so let me <laughs> too let soon, me clear. Too soon. Too Ten soon. years too soon, bro. Ooh. Too soon. <laughs> Let me clarify. Let me clarify Brandon's errant thought there. I do oh, like so Joel Edgerton as Uncle Owen in the Star Wars universe. I think outside the Star Wars universe, he is a piss poor actor. But that oh. Joel, he's a great Tom Buchanan. Oh, I, guess God. We go and to that I, I, I disagree. Watch the Warrior. He's fantastic, man. <laughs> Now, Joel Edgerton, he's awesome, and he's he's a really good screenwriter. Uh, I, I really like the stuff well, that he. Well, I'm he happy to have him on the on the on the yeah. podcast as a guest, and I will eat crow, and I will humble before him. <laughs> <laughs> I will make crow for you. What do you guys think about like the Inquisitors yeah. and like you know how they were former Jedi's and that line right there where like Jedi's like um they hunt them they hunt themselves, and it's just like fuck just you know patient. that's pretty yeah, hardcore, dude. Well, it opens up how much more dangerous, right? It elevates the danger for everybody because they're, now we're not just talking about stormtroopers who can't hit anything with this, with a, with a, uh, you know, a blaster, but we've got people who really know the ins and outs of, you know, the Jedi themselves. And I think that that, that just, it raises the stakes. And I mean, we see that, um, as we'll see in another episode, uh, make yes. sure you guys stay tuned, but it, it, it takes like to another level. Lightsabers themselves. And like, they're like not Sith, yeah. but they're like, they're kind of cool. Like they're 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 close. Cool. I mean, they, they have, have the force. They have Jedi force. Yeah, they have. They're, like they're little, not fully they're cool. Siths. They they have the 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 force ability, but they haven't really developed their power. So that's why they they are kind of like I don't know, kind of B- like squad. Minorly, B squad, yeah, B squad, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, B squad. That's that's decent. That's a they're decent the junior When you have when you have five <laughs> of them, then it becomes hard. Yeah, exactly. So, like yeah. So there's this, but there, there's this the grand. The Grand Inquisitor is like telling the third sister, like, "Hey, enough with Obi Wan." Like, you know, you can tell like that third sister has the has that gut feeling, man. Like he's here, and I like that everyone else is like, "It's a myth. He's done. You can't find him." Like he, Obi Wan is like all like a myth now. I like that. Well, it, it, it there's more to it than 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 just she wants Obi Wan. I mean, there's there's yes. a purpose behind her wanting Obi. So the the other For side sure. of this too is that it's setting up uh, additional and and I don't I don't know if it intended to do this, but it it did. This episode, you saw ten backdoor pilots. I want to follow the younglings. I want to follow new Jedi. I want to follow Jedi that we thought was dead. I want to follow the Inquisitors around. I want I want to see this Star Wars universe. And in this time period, I could watch ten shows. I could watch twenty mm-hmm. shows. I I don't even need a Skywalker. I don't need I don't need any characters I know. Just give me the world. And uh, one of the things that I saw in a in a um in a, a review that was negative was that, you know, star Wars is suffering from galaxy bloat, which to me, it, it said uh, that there was too much of the world and not enough, the characters. And to me, the world the is what's are interesting. The, cared. Mm. the world's yeah. are the characters. Yeah. The world stupid. is interesting. Yeah. You're, you're taking away what I'm going to say next episode, but I love finding out more about the different worlds and the different species, creatures, races, whatever we want to call them, right? The different aliens. Like sometimes it gets a little bit overdone. Like I think that's one of the reasons why everybody loves the cantina scene from New Hope though, is that we get to see this world. 
And it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. They could do a, a, a mockumentary, right? A, a fake documentary on these different worlds. I'd love yeah. to see Corson. I'd love to see Tatooine or Hoth or whatever. And I would buy it. I would love it because I think that this falls into that fantasy category, right? Where it's all about the world building. And we have to believe the world more than we have to believe the characters. And if we can believe the world, which I think that the Star Wars universe has done a really good job of creating. Oh, then, then yeah. That, Keep that, that a lot of other, worlds. yeah. Did Leia get captured in episode one? Yeah, I mean, it did, right? Yes. I don't like that part. Well, let's talk about this because this is really the coolest thing ever. You actually got to see the first time Alderaan. That's so awesome, dude. Like, this, you know, just yeah. 10 years later, yeah. you know, the plan's going to be blown up to shit and everything like that. Well, no, we all, no, we all saw Alderaan. We just saw <laughs> But it's really cool to actually cool to get, like, it was totally so unsurprised. <laughs> it was, so I don't like how she got caught or the people who were chasing her. It just seemed. Like this, I feel like this, it's going to set up. Yeah, they, 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 made, they, they drawed it out. Like they should. Have I don't know. Fast. Like they made yeah. it I, couldn't, I couldn't believe they couldn't catch her, dude. I was like, come on, dude. Oh, <laughs> That's what made me like, just get her, bro. Like, stop with the. You're running four miles an hour. CMO about the yeah, show. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. Just catch her. You guys can't be that slow. She had a badass slide, though. It was I mean, a cool was slide. Cool. Hey. She's got her mother's skills, man. She's a, a, a fake princess <laughs> as a disguise to actually get away and whatnot. Just like, that's fucking awesome. All right, so I'm going to wrap this up because we got a whole a lot of other information we're going to talk about for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, we do. So that brings us to the end of review on this episode one. Now it's time in the podcast where each of the hosts provides a score on the following scale. Eddie, can you provide the scale, please? Yes. Uh, zero, the perfect uh, show. You don't need shit to enjoy it. Uh, one, a feel-good first trot till. Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're going to Uber, lift and home. Four, a rough morning watch of shame. Five, blackout, shit face, spring break, drunk. Gentlemen, let's start with I don't know. This is different now, so I'm not, I can go first. Okay, uh, yes, oh, I'll go you. first. Uh, this this truly like I was happy with Disney with this episode, even though I was <laughs> thought it was a little slow in the middle, and I didn't like how Leia got captured. Like it, that was kind of like the whole running scene. This is like they should just have a run and like easily put a bag over her face and you gather like that. Like they made her, <laughs> you know, there's hunters. I was much to be desired besides Flea. Flea was badass. Um, yes, he was. Uh, I do think uh, it, this sets up the rest of the season, like Sean was saying. It, it puts a good little base that needs to be done, uh, which I'm okay then if it's if it picks up after this. Uh, the Inquisitors were amazing, and you only got to see three out of the – I think there was five or six. Um, so I was I was actually very pleasantly, pleasantly happy. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and give this uh, – a 1.75 for my first episode. A 1.75. So I'm going to say a little bit low, a happy buzz. So a feel-good first cocktail and almost a second drink. Um, you know what? Okay. That's how I feel with the first episode. It could get better, and I think there's enough room for, for it to get better. Uh, Brandon. Yeah, Ed, I respect you. Yeah, I respect you. Um, yeah, no, this one, I I'm don't want to jump ahead. I'm happy that they released two back-to-back. Um, because I, I think I, I've, I've ran into the problem, which is my biggest problem in life. Um, and that's that I, I suffer from like letdown syndrome where I constantly build things up in my head and then it never actually fully amounts to that. Um, or at least very, very rarely does with this one. Episode one <laughs> definitely felt like a little bit of letdown. Um, just a let, little bit. It wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't like super at, uh, we'll see next episode what I think about episode two, but let me just give you a little hint. It's a much better score. Um, I think that 
there were a couple of things that I saw here that I'm like, I just, I'm not sure I really agree with that. And that's, you know, it's a personal subjective choice, right? I, I don't know if I want to see, you know, Obi-Wan out there, you know, having cut up fish. I'm working in a, in a, in a, in a yeah, meat, a meat, <laughs> a meat packing locker. facility. I don't even know what that was. He was, he was whacking meat good. You know, so there's certain things like that. There were a couple of scenes, the, the Leia chase scene, but also the first bar scene. It just, to me, was like, ooh, that's kind of silly. Um, I already mentioned it before, but I loved that they brought Star Wars back to what Star Wars is. Oh, you know, and I think that that's what we're going to see with the following five episodes. Um, you know, to me, it was, it was, you know, about an average, it was a, it was an average episode, uh, of what I want. It's, it's a little bit better than average. Um, so what that means for my score is I'm going to go ahead and give it a 2.2, not 2.25, a 2.2. Uh, so I'm a happy buzz, uh, a little bit of an extra shot, but not quite a whole lot because I don't want to get too drunk. So I'm going to go with 2.2 and I'm going to shoot this over to, uh, I'm going to shoot it over to Sean. Uh, sure. Uh, so I, I thought this episode, uh, from from a pilot pers- perspective, was really quite good. Uh, pilots are very difficult. Um, generally speaking, a pilot episode. There are I can think of. I, I watch a lot of television. There are four or five pilots that I think are excellent. Lost had one of the greatest pilots of all time. All time. Um, Roswell. Roswell had one of the best pilots of all time. Um, really, I mean, just these shows, some of these shows need, need time to develop. And I think this, this is that type of show where you didn't know what it was about. You kind of knew the character. Everyone was just excited to see fucking, uh, Ewan McGregor back on the screen. Uh, what was he going to look like? Was he going to look old? Was, oh my God. You know, you had all these emotions going on. I don't think they could have inundated you with a, with this complex story that swept, you know, the Star Wars saga. I think that the pacing was excellent. It started off with Order 66. The cinematography was gorgeous. The visuals were fucking stunning. The music was great. I think that it just was a little slow and a little sluggish, but I also think it did some good world building and good development. I'm going to give it a one. I think that uh, it, it was it was an above average pilot. I think it was an above average episode. Okay. Um, I think that the the silliness quote unquote silliness that you saw was an attempt to lighten the mood of a of what is going to be a very serious show uh and you only have six episodes you only have yeah. six and so they had a lot of work to do in one and they did it and i think they i do i think they hit it out of the park i think they did a really good job jeremiah just wait just wait for my episode two Sean. don't worry <laughs> yeah i'm kind of with brandon on that since we're talking about episode two like oh uh, you'll give my score next episode but however episode one uh i think we have huge expectations um we just were praying that it was not gonna be like a bubba fett type of a series and whatnot and right from the get-go the music from john williams little like score for obi-wan was just beautiful oh my god you know and just how the order 66 ties into this story and, and just seeing Umar gregor just he's obi-wan i mean he's that guy and he it just a show bro i mean he was you were just watching him and yes, you guys were right about, you know, certain parts of the, the, the bar scene and running around in the woods and whatnot. You know, it's slow, but the whole thing was to get the introduction of Obi-Wan and it just sold it for me right there. I was like, oh, this is fucking amazing, you know? So yeah, uh, with that, you know, it's not the best episode I've ever seen in my life, you know, uh, but it's not the worst, you know, but I think it's seriously, I'm going between a 1.5 or a two because it's great. And it's wonderful to see him kind of like, you know, taking that risk, taking that leap of faith again to 
not just focus on Luke Skywalker, but focus on Princess Leia. And then this next episode, you're going to see the reason why she goes, Obi-Wan, you know, you're my only hope. You're going to see why there, there's that yes. connection right there. So this was a, I think this is going to be a 1.75 for me. That's it. All right, uh, Eddie, Eddie, when you uh, take those four scores and divide by four, what does episode one get an average rating of? Uh, yes. Thank you, Brandon. We're on the same page. Uh, yes. 1.675 for the first episode. All right. One, All right. Booyah. 0.675. Well, as of right now, it's the number one you know, episode. I think, yeah, honest, the best, yeah, I think, best honest best, you know, it's where it deserves to be. I, I think it's exactly <laughs> so, where it should so be. So, what is the rank on our shows? Uh, it's the first. It's the top of the walk, baby. <laughs> All right. So, uh, if you enjoyed our review or a fan of the podcast, we ask that you please subscribe wherever you're listening and give us a five star review on iTunes. Uh, you can expect us for the next six weeks to be covering all six episodes of the Obi Wan uh, show. Uh, you can visit our website at gentlemanpodcast.com. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so by email at hosts with an S H O S T S at the gentlemanpodcast.com. Uh, or you can look at us on, on the Instagram at the dot gentleman podcast. The dot means a lot. And we, uh, thank you so much for listening and we will see you uh next week for the next episode cheers gentlemen. cheers may the force be with cheers. you later and with you always always leads to hate <laughs>